Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, designed to help you clarify the process of loss and grief through shared experiences from myself and others living through loss. Consider this podcast your source for strength while navigating your grief. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 96. I will contrast and compare common myths and realities of grief while sharing my experiences through this podcast, my blog, and on social media. Together, you and I will build a community resource to help society better understand grief, how it affects us as we attempt to move forward, and how best to navigate our grief journey. I invite you to join the community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. Please consider rating and reviewing the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Sharing your experience with the show can help to deliver the podcast to many people in need of an insightful grief resource. As you grieve, your support system of family and friends has helped you navigate your loss, and in the same manner, so will this podcast and our stories. In this episode, I will be speaking to those of you who have experienced great personal loss, those of us who are grieving. Now, although healing from the loss you are feeling at this moment seems to be impossible at times, bear with me as I discuss the possibility of healing, if not right now, sometime in your future. I know all of us are or have experienced despair, sorrow, denial, anger, and even depression, to name only a few symptoms of grief. Unfortunately, we all know too well that these symptoms can occur over and over again. You may have discovered that these symptoms don't appear once and then you're good to go. So this is why grief is so difficult to control and get through. Because it doesn't fight fair. It is always present, no matter how much time has passed. And when you succeed at pushing it aside for just a moment or a day, It unexpectedly pops up through the simplest tasks in your everyday life you've tried to push away. It's simply a slap in the face of your healing journey, a cycle which feels impossible to break. Because of this, I'd like to talk to you about approaching your grief, more specifically the healing you seek in a different way, through story. Let's dive into this discussion. Now, before I get too far into this discussion, I need to define healing, more specifically, what it is not. Healing is not getting over grief. It is not forgetting your loss, and it is not moving on. As I've mentioned in so many past podcast episodes, these things are not possible because, simply put, grief is forever. Just as the love you have for your lost loved one is and will be forever. So now that I've clarified that detail, let's discuss this idea of story helping you to heal. Now for me, to heal means living with grief successfully. I am aware of the oddness of that particular phrase. I realize that seems to be an odd phrase altogether, but it seems to define what my goal is in this new normal of my life over the past few years. Using story, my story, 
or your story as a way to successfully live with grief helps us face it better, to live with it more effectively, and ultimately, it can extend to helping others. If you aren't aware of my story, my wife Colleen was diagnosed with breast cancer in February 2017. She chose treatment which included radiation, chemotherapy, and surgery. Now, one evening at the end of December of 2018, after aggressive treatments had concluded months earlier and a regimen of oral medication was added, Colleen became confused after dinner one night at home, which led us to the ER and the discovery her cancer had metastasized into brain tumors. Choosing to aggressively treat this new diagnosis for the next 18 months once again, Colleen unfortunately lost her fight on July 3rd, 2020. Now, as I've mentioned before, throughout this entire second diagnosis, Colleen and I were fortunate to have the time to discuss many things about what our life was now and where it may be headed. Colleen would often bring up difficult discussions, which I deflected, but discussions she insisted we had to have. And of course, she was right. That turned out to be the most valuable gift she had ever given me. I just hadn't realized it until much later. And today, I hold the value of those discussions close to my heart, and I appreciate the strength she had in those moments to insist we have those discussions, those little chats. Colleen became determined to do something positive with this diagnosis, the one that had effectively removed her ability to control so much of her life as she had planned. You see, soon after Colleen was first diagnosed with breast cancer, she began to ask herself why. She was not focused on the typical why me. Instead, she felt there may be something she could do with her journey with cancer, possibly helping others recently diagnosed. Whether explaining her specific treatment options to help a new patient navigate the options before them, or perhaps encouraging someone to ask questions when their body tells them something different than a doctor may have suggested. She felt her ultimate purpose was to help others in whatever way she could with her newfound knowledge from her experiences with her own diagnosis. While navigating this new path, she also adopted several inspiring mantras to help lift her up while providing her much-needed strength. One favorite can still be found on a pillow laid upon our bed, which simply says, Grateful. A daily reminder, grateful, allowed her to pause and take the time needed to appreciate all she had to be grateful for in her life before and since her diagnosis. Her family, her friends, and the life that she had built with strength and grace, and above all else, her incredible children. This is all an example of the healing power of story. Even while she was attempting to heal from her treatments, Colleen found a special healing opportunity through sharing her story and experience with other patients to help them better anticipate what they were faced with in their treatment going forward. In a similar way, through every detail of Colleen's story, even something as seemingly insignificant as a pillow, I personally find strength to lift my head when I'm down. Humility to do better when I feel lost, and honesty with myself when I misplace my goal to find ways to move forward. 
Now, I've taken a cue from Colleen's example, focusing this podcast on helping others to navigate their path with grief, and more specifically, identifying grief myths while sharing the truth about grief. Story throughout the decades has helped humans communicate experiences and beliefs to help many better understand something. Now, whether that something is a lesson through story or inspiration through adversity, communicating a story, your story, can provide insight to many, confidence for yourself, and strength when needed, not just for others, but for yourself as well. I use story every day to remind myself of the strength Colleen had through those years she battled cancer. The strength she showed others, especially our children, showing through example that there was so much to fight for in this world, life and living being the most important. In addition to her cancer story, Colleen's story of strength runs far deeper. As you may know, she was faced with the passing of her first husband, Rob, in 1999 while raising their nine-month-old daughter. In fact, this part of her story was a piece of the puzzle which brought us together through a mutual friend back in 2003. You never know what part of your story will benefit others or even yourself, often through the honest representation of your character strength, personality, and so much more. As you walk your grief journey, I recommend you define your story and stand proud with it. By doing so, you will reveal the strengths you have that you may not have realized that you do have. You will also embrace your loss in a more positive light because you will be celebrating your past with the one that you have lost while you attempt to take small steps forward. I understand all too well how some grievers may feel it difficult to talk of their loss. And it can be, I realize that. But keep in mind, your loss is still there whether you speak of it or not. I've recently come across a Facebook post that reveals the importance of facing your loss. Remember, if you're not speaking it, you're storing it and that gets heavy. An additional detail of our grieving, which has been important for me and my family, is saying their name. Saying their name is an important piece of healing through story because you will find that you cannot tell their story without saying their name. And for us, saying Colleen's name shows that we choose to live through our grief, never allowing the symptoms of grief to cloud the memories or the stories we hold so dear, exactly the way she would hope we would. As we find ourselves turning the page and beginning a new chapter, we celebrate the part of our story which came before because it helps to define the new chapter we are writing today. Colleen did so after the loss of Rob, never shying away from saying his name, celebrating what they had and the life they led, while showing her daughter the importance of embracing the chapters of their story, which were written with the help of her father. Colleen understood the healing power of story going forward and the importance of fully understanding the story that had already been written. Your history and story is not a threat to the new chapters ahead, but instead the foundation on which to stand and begin to shape the rest of your story. Healing is indeed 
in your story. The past pages, the present events, and even the page you are turning going forward. We are certainly defined by what we do, but more importantly, our future is informed by what we have done, who we have done it with, and the memories and stories we have already experienced. Story. Embrace yours. Tell theirs. And prepare to turn the page to write a new chapter while being proud of the pages you've already written. Thank you again for listening to the Journey to Grateful podcast. I am thankful for you taking the time to listen and share this program with others. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media, share your own story and insights on grief, and join our family in helping others on their grief path. Head over to journeytograteful.com slash community to find ways to join the conversation and make a difference through your story. And while you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. Now, if you would like to be connected a bit more personal, I invite you to connect with me via email at tim at journeytograteful.com. But let's not stop there. Why not give me a call, leave me a voicemail, or simply text me anytime. The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And lastly, help me build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and tell others why you listen over at Apple Podcasts. I provided for you a quick link, a leave a review button at journeytograteful.com over on the homepage or the podcast page. Your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing that you can do today, and I thank you so much. As I close out this episode, I'd like to share a writing from Liz Newman once again, from Giving Our Grief the Permission to Change. Liz writes, So, I will give grief the space it needs to express the love, to endure the loss, and to envision a future that, despite all odds, still looks hopeful, faithful, and beautiful. Take a moment to sit with that one just a bit. There's a lot of promise within her words and much promise in your future. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye. Thank you.